Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Josephine Carmela. She is a transformational empowerment and relationship coach based in King City. How are you doing today, Josephine? I'm wonderful, Brad. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. Good to hear. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here today. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. The honor and pleasure is all mine. All right, let's uh, let's jump right in. So as I mentioned, you are a transformational empowerment and relationship coach. Can you please tell us a bit about what a transformational empowerment and relationship coach is and does? I'd love to. Um, so basically, we are designed as human beings to evolve and and grow. Um, but what often happens, unfortunately, is that we get stuck because of past wounds, hurts, betrayals, disappointments, grief, you know, all kinds of things. So transformation is literally about breaking through and creating tangible change. So having new results in your life. So for example, if you didn't have confidence before and now you do, that's a transformation. And my area of passion in the transformational arena is relationships, particularly romantic unions. So I'm interested in helping people transform their the romantic relationships that are not functioning as well as they can be. They're not relating as well as they can be to helping them transform to much healthier dynamics with, you know, their loved ones. Okay. Now, how long have you been a coach? So I've been a coach for uh, just over 10 years. And why did you decide to go this route with your coaching business, focus on empowerment and transformational um, relationship coaching? So I've always been a lover of love, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very romantic (laughs) at heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just seemed like the natural progression for me because it was, it's so near and dear to my heart. And I've, since I was little, I could remember um, being fascinated by how people treated each other. And in, in, in my family of origin, there was a very big gap between me and my two older brothers. Okay. They were a lot older than me. So I didn't, and I was, so I kind of felt like an only child. And even, you know, I come from an Italian family, so we had lots of cousins and relatives, yes. but I didn't have too many that were close in age. So I, you know, they were either a couple years older or a couple years younger so whenever we would gather these big, you know, gatherings, I found myself being the observer and I would observe, you know, dynamics, how people, you know, reacted to each other and how they, um, you know, were mingling with each other. And 
it just became something that I was fascinated about. And um, I especially like to watch people interact around conflict, like how, you know, they would respond. And for some reason, I guess it's my calling, I had the ability to understand what people were feeling underneath the conflict. And I understood, you know, from very early on that the pain that they expressed was stemming from something else and they really needed something else. There was like an unmet need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I became this like emotional decoder uh, okay. early on. And that's a skill that I've been kind of mastering ever since. Um, and now that's what I do is I, I help uh, people decode what's happening in their emotional world and help them understand what's happening in their partner's emotional worlds. And you know, this brings about that transformation that we talked about. Right. Okay. Even in my corporate life, um, back in Europe, I used to live in Europe. I traveled a lot throughout Europe and um, I just, you know, was fascinated by different cultural, you know, elements and how men and women treated each other or how men and women interacted with each other. So, you know, I was just curious, like how the Danes or the French, or when I would travel to the Middle East, you know, I was, I just became this like student of relationships through my, uh, my passion about studying that. And it just became a natural, a natural progression for me to become an actual coach and study and get certified in that. Okay. What's the name of your coaching business, Josephine? So the name of my coaching business is Harmony Coaching. Okay. Where do you see your business going in the next five years? Like what's, what's your five-year plan for the business or future plan for the business? Where do you want to see it end up? Yeah. So I think I've already been in a big transition because of COVID. Um, I used to do a lot more in-person trainings and workshops um, and I would see people in person as well. So now I feel like I've taken, I'm pivoting to taking things online. So, and it's, and it's been wonderful because I could reach more people. So I, I would see myself developing more and more programs, doing more group work rather than um, one-on-one. So much, not as much one-on-one and just to be able to reach more people. I also have a, a, a real desire to do international retreats in Europe because I lived in Europe for so many years and I lived in Greece and I loved, you know, the energy there. And I've, I've always had this dream of bringing women out to do retreats. And um, it actually was supposed to be happening last September. Drastic COVID. But due to COVID, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it kind of put a kicker in those plans. Um, yeah. And uh, so I see myself re- resurrecting those when, when we're allowed to, to, you know, move around the world again and um definitely working more towards like i do w- uh, healing movement workshops because okay. i i like to connect to their inner power through their bodies mm-hmm. and definitely having a program for teenage girls because what i see now in my practice when i work with women is that these beliefs they've carried around with them these self-limiting beliefs or these uh, hurts and wounds they've carried around have been in existence since they were little yeah. so how amazing would it be to be able to reach you know young young girls early on and just process those self-limiting you know 
decisions that would you know cause them to not really follow their aligned path mm-hmm. it would save them so many years of, of struggle so exactly yeah, yeah set set them on the right path early i mean i think that that's part of the responsibility as parents that we try to eliminate or help eliminate these self-limiting beliefs by instilling the values of the fact that they can do anything they want in life and, and positive reinforcement needs to start from a young age. So I think that's brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. I think it's definitely necessary. Yes. It's something that I'm really passionate about because, um, you know, even when we have great parents, it's still, you know, we still interpret things like, you know, it's, I see it with my daughter now too. her friends will say something and, she takes it a certain way and, you know, it's important to just empower them early to understand that, you know, they don't have to take things that deeply. And if they have, you know, that there's something we can do to get rid of it, like, re- like shift the program, change that programming so that they're more aligned to their truth. Absolutely. Speaking of programming, can you talk to us a bit about NLP and explain what that is for those of us that don't know? Sure, absolutely. So basically, NLP is neuro linguistic programming, mm-hmm. and what what is about it, it's that you know we the unconscious runs the show for us. So we have right. a conscious mind and an unconscious mind, and the conscious mind is our 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 will. You know, it's it's a small percentage, it's like twenty percent. The rest of the rest of you know is 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 governed by our unconscious mind, and so. <clears throat> the programs, <clears throat> excuse me, the programs that we have in there is basically what's creating our life and creating our decisions and creating our results. So the majority of us are operating on really old programming that was instilled when we were quite young for various different reasons. And just like, you know, you know, when we upgrade our phone or mm-hmm. iPhone or our, to a better, you know, a better version, mm-hmm. we don't do that with our brain. And <laughs> right. we're running on like Commodore 64 programming. So <laughs> NLP literally, you know, goes in there and helps someone to rewrite old programming that is not serving them for where they want to go. Interesting. Okay. So somebody wants to, uh, feel more worthy for themselves mm-hmm. or to have more confidence, then, you know, we can only use willpower to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get longevity in our results, but with neuro-linguistic programming, you know, we go in there and we're able to actually overwrite that program okay. and, you know, go back to the beginning of where it happened mm-hmm. and, you know, why it's there. We learn a lesson and then we, we literally, um, we reprogram it. So yeah. you don't, you don't attach to this old belief that's not serving you. Hmm. Okay. Now I read that you follow principles of somatic psychology for a body, mind, spirit, emotion, holistic approach to enable transformation within your clients. Can you explain a bit about this and your approach to working with your clients? Yes. So just like, so NLP is, you know, our thoughts and our, our programs and our mind. Um, there's another aspect to my work that is just as powerful and it is going through the body and helping women to connect to their innate body wisdom because the body is the place where we metabolize our feelings. And uh, when we allow the body to speak to us by giving, by giving attention to the body and focusing and tapping inward, 
this helps us heal a lot faster. It helps us break up that emotional clogging, let's say, um, because all of our systems are interconnected. So we're body, mind, spirit, and emotion. So, you know, you can work on, you can't separate and work just on the mind without affecting, you know, the other systems. So it's another gateway um, and it's very, very powerful. A lot of women, um, like it because it does connect them to their inner power and it's I could I just see really great results with it so it's um it's being a part of my part of my like go-to for a lot of things now you co-authored a book with New York Times best-selling authors Marcy Shimoff Chris and Janet Atwood can you talk a bit about the book and the experience of co-authoring with these people Yes, that was such an incredible uh, experience in my life. It was, I could say it was definitely life-changing because prior to that experience, I had an inkling of what I wanted to do. I was still, you know, kind of one foot in the corporate world, nine to five, thinking Mm -hmm. I should go back and do something like that. The other part of me was like, I should go off on my own. And when I had that experience of authoring that book with them, we were, you know, we were with 18 people. Um, they were mentoring us and being mentored by just these, this high vibrational team that mm-hmm. had accomplished so much. And for them, it was like being a New York times bestseller was like, you know, a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> It was just, you know, they have lots of, you know, lots of books on, on the list. So it was just a, a wonderful experience where I was able to tap into, you know, they they saw in me something that I hadn't quite seen yet. So it was through this mirroring that I was able to see myself in a different, in a different way. And it, I really stepped into, you know, my, my leadership around, you know, my inner beliefs and my inner path, my inner purpose, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're wonderful. I mean, uh, Marcy Shymoff was uh, Jack Canfield's protege at one point. And, wow. you know, lots of people know him from Chicken Soup for the Soul. And she co-authored the Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul right. with him. And uh, yeah, and Chris and Janet, you know, they created the Passion Test. And that's something that's used globally. Um, and she's, uh, you know, Janet has shared the stage with Dalai Lama. So mm-hmm. Just being around their their vibration was such an amazing experience. And the book was called Breakthrough, Inspirational Strategies for an Audaciously Authentic Life. So writing that chapter allowed me to step into, you know, my authentic self in Mm -hmm. a way that I couldn't have done. I did it like in a faster way than I would have if I was doing it on my own. Right. So it was just amazing to be around these people who really lived what they preached. And that was also something that they taught me is that, you know, to be in high integrity with how you live and what your messages out messages out in the world is really important. I love it. Now, are there any plans for you to work on or write another book or co-author another book in the near future? I would love to. Um, I would like love to write a book around the power of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't quite formulated. I think it's just a, it's like a, a little baby, uh, baby seeds right now. Yeah, nothing is to form. But I would love to do something about. I think the world needs more love and more For messaging sure. around love. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also want to create. Yeah, definitely, especially with just the craziness that's happening yes. around us all the time. Yes, one hundred percent. Back in 2017, you were the recipient of the Body Mind Award from Brilliant Minded Women's Organization. 
Can you tell us what you did in order to receive that award and what that signifies for you personally? How was that experience for you? Another highlight for me in my career was just, I felt so honored. Um, I was nominated by my peers because Mm -hmm. of my track record for transformational results with my clients. So um, and now I've, I've, I've clocked in over 10,000 hours of coaching and um, a very common testimonial I get from my, my, my clients is that working with me was life-changing for them. So this, this organization is, that's what they're about is helping support women taking leadership and making a difference in the world. And, you know, there's women from all walks of life and, and politics and uh, business and, uh, you know, humanitarian efforts. And I won the uh, Body Mind Award, which is helping women to, you know, go inward and create transformational change uh, from within that they could express out in the world. Uh, and part of that project, I mean, I was, uh, it was 100 women mm-hmm. over a 10-year period. So at the end, so I was, I was, I think it was the eighth year. Okay. Um, so 10 women won every, every year, I believe. Okay. And then in 2019, part that, that organization created, it brought all of us together and created a Living Legacy, Brilliant Minds in Canada documentary album. Wow. And so that was another beautiful aspect of you know that award that just kind of kept growing and um it was just honored to be featured in this book alongside you know really incredible women like uh, hazel mccallion um bonnie crombie for example and just lots of other women that are doing incredible work out there in trying to improve the lives of other people and it also, this book also exemplified, you know, the multiculturalism in, in Canada because mm-hmm. the women were many different backgrounds, many different cultural backgrounds. So Prime Minister Trudeau, um, you know, praised the, the, the organization and the book as well. So it was, it was definitely a highlight for me. It's just really wonderful again to be, you know, um, invited into a space with lots of high vibrational, uh, people. It was amazing. Awesome. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're also the founder of the Modern Love Project, which empowers the principles of conscious communication, emotional resilience, and masculine feminine dynamics. How long ago did you found the the Modern Love Project? So initially it was, uh, it started, it's morphed now. It started about, I would say seven years ago. Okay. Um, and it just started with the idea that the world needs more love, mm-hmm. uh, more love than fear. It was just something I was experiencing where I would, I just tapped into people. <laughs> they, they, everyone that came through my door was like coming from a place of fear. And I was like, well, how can we on a grander scale, you know, inspire people to have hope again in love mm-hmm. and and this is the question for me how do we create more love in the modern reality because you know our parents may have had great relationships or you know things were different back then you know modern yeah. life is has different um different pressures so i feel like my 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 mission is to just help people believe in love again mm. and I thought, well, you know, okay, that's, that's something that is what it is, but how do we create, how do we create this belief in the modern reality? Because relationships don't have deadlines. 
you know, our mortgage has a deadline or, you know, getting the kids to school has a deadline, you know, paying our bills has deadlines, work, you know, has deadlines, but our relationships don't. And so when we don't have, you know, deadlines in that way, we tend to put them on the back burner and relationships, you know, then suffer. And when a relationship suffers, it's now we're, now we're living from a space of not being in our fullest potential and how do we return to love? How do we return to love? And that was the idea, just that was just basically the the impetus for wanting to help people believe in love again and, and transform their not only their their own self-limiting beliefs about love, but their actual relationships. Mm-hmm. And now it's morphed into live your best love, uh, which okay. is a program that I'm developing. It's my process that I help either a woman go through who wants to reconnect with her partner or um, a couple. Mm -hmm. We we work through these principles on helping them reconnect to themselves because I mean, healthy relationships are part of a healthy life. You know, it, it makes sense. It's logical. When you have stress in your relationship, you're physically, emotionally, mentally stressed. You don't feel safe. So Yes, you're living, but, you know, you're living not at full capacity. And they've actually done studies on how healthy relationships help people stay healthier. So there's less heart attack and less risk of certain diseases. And and, and it makes sense because absolutely, we're born to Absolutely, because the stress is lessened for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And love, love is equal to happiness, right? Yes. And we're born to love. We're yes. born to love and be loved. You know, so we try to convince ourselves that we don't need it. And, you know, in this modern reality, it's uh, all kinds of, you know, ways of, but the fact is that, you know, we do somehow on some level, we do need it and it does Mm -hmm. help us. We are meant to connect. Yes, for sure. Which is why in COVID times, you know, it's really challenging because we can't connect. Yeah, definitely. We can't be social. We're social beings. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? So I would say that my superpower or my unique skill set is, I would just say that it's tenacity and an unbreakable conviction that we're all here for something more, that we have more power within us than we may realize. And um, I think that one of the things I can do really easily is see a person's higher potential. And, you know, I was able to do this on some level um, since I can remember. And I think this is part of why clients trust me is that I can hold that vision for them and I can hold that space for them to rise into. So I, so I can see their higher self and, you know, help them get through the struggle, the things that are kind of like blocking that from emerging so I think that's that's how I get results, or that's why you know people can say that they have a life changing experience. It's it's just I'm not doing anything like to teach them. That everything is already inside of them. I'm just holding that space for them. I'm holding that vision that they actually have for themselves, but I'm just kind of holding it, putting the mirror up, and then I help them clear the debris that's standing in the way, and then they emerge you're showing them what's within them already. You're just helping bring it out. Yes. Yes. Because we, you know, we develop these beliefs about ourselves when, you know, 
we're quite young or if we've had bad experiences, which we all have. So we develop these, these beliefs that are there to protect us. But in actuality, you know, we think that they're part of who we are. And my one of my favorite questions to ask people um, is, is that really who you are or is that who you had to become? And nine times out of 10, Brad, you know, the answer is, oh, my God, I never thought of it that way. And now that I see it that way, I, I realize that I had to become that in order to survive ABCD circumstances, but that's not really who I am. So then we start the discussion. Well, and who is that really? And it's just tapping into their, their own truth. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? So definitely receiving my award uh, and being honored in the living legacy documentary album. It's something that, you know, it's a really beautiful album it's uh, near me a lot. So I get to, I get to see it and think, wow, you know, like that just, it just inspires me. Um, it helps me know, it validates that I'm on the right track with my purpose. And it just gives me that message to keep going. Um, definitely, I would say just now being able to say that I clocked in more than 10,000, I think I'm at 10,800 coaching hours. So it feels like I'm leaving my vibrational footprint out there. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm living, I'm living in alignment. This is what I was meant to do. This was what, you know, all of my life's experiences were meant to show me. So that I think is just my greatest, my greatest high, my greatest achievement. Living your purpose. Yeah, for sure. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think the answer is simple, but it's not easy to do. Let's say, Um, Mm -hmm. I would say it's living your authentic self. It sounds easy. It sounds, oh yeah, of course, living, you know, your authentic you, but it's one of the things that's not easy to do because we have so many judgments and self-limiting beliefs and different things. So, you know, I think to be successful to me means that you really are living authentically you because we're bringing that out to the world and we're showcasing that to others and, uh, and we're giving permission to, for others to be themselves too. And imagine a world where everyone is just who they really are and they're not judged for it. You know, they're really celebrated for it. I think yeah. it would be a very different, a different experience. Absolutely. It'd be a very different world. That's for sure. Sure. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Another good question. <laughs> so, yeah. So for business advice, I would say that, you know, fall in love with your dream. One of my mentors, you know, uh, drilled this into my head. So if you fall in love with your dream, you know, you enjoy the process of creating it. That's um, a really good, that's something that I, I think I live by now. Um, in parenting, <clears throat> I would say that <laughs> some really great advice and memory comes up to me for me right now where I was, you know, in the doctor's office when I was pregnant with my twins and this lady that was sitting next to me said, you know, can I give you some advice? I was reading a pregnancy book, you know, and she said, um, I said, sure, I would love to, you know, hear some advice. She had four children. She said, don't feel bad when you make mistakes with your kids because you will make mistakes on the daily. Just learn from them and move on because that's the best gift you can give your kids, you know, not to be heavenly burdened with guilt that you've done something wrong with them. It's just part of life. You know, you are going to make mistakes. Just don't focus on them and keep growing and learning. And I think I've used that principle. I really remembered it and used that principle with my kids. And um, 
I think it's just, you know, good, healthy advice because sure. it's like be human and therefore be imperfect. It just gives us permission to perfectly imperfect. Exactly, Brad. Exactly. Exactly. What would you say is your personal motto? My personal motto is um, definitely that love conquers all. Um, I think it's not always easy to do. We do have experiences that bring us to the brink of, you know, uh, pain and despair and fear. But if we hold on to that, we're only poisoning ourselves. So if we can, um, while after we process the emotions, you know, forgive even those that have hurt us and come from a place of love, then I think that um, it's just a very healthy way to live and to be in the world. What would you say is your best tip for making the world a better place? Show up as you. It's, it's, it's what we bring into our relationships. So a lot of times, this is what I see, you know, there's lots of different signs that your relationship might be going off track. Um, but one of the biggest ones that we don't really talk about a lot is how we feel about ourselves because these elements that we carry, these beliefs or these like feelings that we, that we have, that's what we bring to the table with our relationships. So um, and our relationships, like we've already discussed, are such an important part of our physical, mental, emotional health. Um, you know, it's just important to bring the best version of ourselves that we can. Sometimes that's all we need to help a relationship get back on track is, and you know, because I, I deal with this a lot where women come and they'll say, well, my partner doesn't want to come and do any sessions, you know, and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not necessarily an issue because you working on you you getting back into your power, coming back into your lane will definitely have a impact on that dynamic and sometimes in a really, really positive way. So I would say, you know, show up as you as much as you can and don't underestimate yourself in who you are and what you can do. You know, we have these preconceived notions of, of, you know, who we are, but it's just, you know, find who she really is in there and express her out into the world because our uniqueness is our beauty. For sure. What are you most proud of? Uh, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, definitely. Uh, even though they're teenagers now and I don't see them as, <laughs> as much as I right. But yes, I'm very proud of, of who they are. And I would definitely have to say, you know, creating a business from scratch and focusing on changing people's lives for the better. You know, it's that ripple effect. I can think yeah. about the ripple effect that it has. And um, it's something that makes me really proud that, you know, when one person, one client says, you know, uh, working with you has changed my life. I know that it's change, that it's going to help them ripple effect to other relationships in their life. So it's actually not affecting just one person's life. It's affecting, you know, a bunch more. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that I was very tenacious about not stepping back into nine to five, because when I moved back to Canada from Europe, I thought I had a choice. I said, either I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to go into a nine to five position. But something inside me knew that, you know, if I did that, I would put my own mission on hold and I would never right. get to it. So being tenacious, I did not start it off by, you know, I didn't start my business by having another source of income. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to anybody as the way to go, but 
you know, because there were definitely times that were rocky in the first year or two before I got things, you know, grounded where there were gaps in my income and I was just like not very centered and um, I never caved and never went back to, I thought about it, but I just said, no, I'm going to stick this out and, and um, you know, stay in alignment and try to fulfill my purpose. And I'm really glad that I did. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of self-confidence. It takes a lot of courage to do that for sure, because entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not. It's like it's like childbirth. No one tells you. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing, though. I think that we don't talk enough about the downsides of it. We only see and talk about the goods, the benefits of it and how good it is. We don't talk enough about the other side of things and how difficult it is and what struggles there are involved with it. It needs to be talked about a lot more, I think. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Because it's, it's, it gives you a false sense of... Yes, you know, it, it's romanticized. Right. Right. Yes, and it's not it's not necessarily a romantic journey by any stretch of the imagination. Well, no, it, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream and rainbows. It's It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of struggle. It's like a roller coaster ride. Absolutely. And we don't see, like when we see someone break, like, cause there's a breaking point where you become successful, but we don't, we don't see the, you know, the years that it took to get there. We just focus on like, Oh, look at that person. You That's know, right. That's, that, I think that talks to the overnight success thing. Like you think about musicians and all, Oh, look, these guys, these guys are an overnight success. No, what you didn't see is all the years spent playing bars where they had five people in the audience and things like that right it's everybody just thinks it happens so easily and everyone's successful like the success comes so quick and easy it it doesn't work that way it It takes a lot of time and building and failure yeah absolutely and failure is part of success for sure 100 percent. yeah what's the first thing you notice about a person their energy okay I can, I can tap into like what they're feeling, their energy. Like their, okay. Yeah. We're going to do a little rapid fire section here. So a few questions, just one, two, three word answers. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Compassionate. Money or fame? Money. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Aphrodite and me, the path to authentic self-love, because that was my journey. Okay. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Mine would say uh, that you'll, you will change when you're around me. So be ready to up level. <laughs> What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Freedom. Would you rather be able to dance like Michael Jackson or sing like Freddie Mercury? Can I do both? Sure. <laughs> I'd love to if you both. had to choose one though, which one would dance. you choose? Dance? I would say dance. Yeah, that's, okay. that's so much more my essence. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Um, again, I think it's coming from a place of love in all that you do. So you're not poisoning yourself. And people are human. We make mistakes. We learn from them. We grow. And uh, not to judge ourselves or others too harshly. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? I would have to say Scars to Your Beautiful by Alessia Cara because it's such a powerful message that that's the main message I always tell my clients is, you know, bring, bring you, uh, you're perfect the way you are. If that concludes our rapid fire section, what does the word empowerment mean to you, Josephine? 
The word empowerment means um, being in alignment to your divine code, you know, which is really about being your authentic self. I believe that we each have, you know, our own divine essence and it's uh, coded and it's just about being, you know, learning to be in alignment with that. Okay. What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Definitely coaching. I'm like this uh, avid personal development junkie. So I'm constantly investing in, you know, um, learning more about myself doing, you know, now it's been a lot of business investment. So I just recently invested with um, a marketing to do some branding to, you know, do some more. Cause now, now I'm going online and I'm, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Talk yeah, about that entrepreneurial sure. journey. Very different language. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The world has shifted and we need to, as entrepreneurs shift with it, otherwise you're going to get left behind. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also a good thing. I mean, we can definitely reach a lot more people than oh, we for sure. before. So there's definitely a massive positive to that. Yes. It's a new language to learn. That's what it's yeah, like. exactly. like Greek. <laughs> but learning's good though. You expand your knowledge and it, it benefits you and it also benefits your clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Uh, I would say that it's the science of getting rich. Um, it's because it talks about how we co-create our results in life and it takes this energetic perspective on money, which is really up my alley. I'm very spiritually oriented to creation and money to me is energy. And so the book talks about, you know, there being a field of energy out there that we can impress upon to mold and shape our desires to come into form. And that's, that's just something I, you know, I, I read that and I tried to implement that and it works. It's great. And who's the author of that book? Wallace D. Waddles. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to look that one up for sure. Then if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I would tell her to have more courage to show up authentically and that was a hard thing for me to do because I had so many rules and regulations coming from Catholic Italian background. Mm. Uh, but I would say, you know, seek out people who can help you do that. I believed for the longest time that I needed someone else's permission to say, you know, they had to say, okay, you go ahead and you can be you. And it took me so many years to learn that that's not true. We give ourselves permission. So if, that, if I could, you know, given myself that advice, I think things might have been a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Lastly, Josephine, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Wow. Uh, What comes to me now is just, is kind of like a metaphor. Um, Just like, you know, every star in the night sky is distinctive and each snowflake is different. Each of you are unique and it's actually that uniqueness that is the beauty of your beauty So have the courage to let go and release and heal whatever layers are standing in the way of being the most authentically expressed version of you. Because, you know, you bring you into every relationship and and you have and everything that you're here to do. So you're bringing yourself into your relationships and out into the world, you know. So the more you you are, (laughs) the better. Beautiful. I love it. Josephine, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey, impart your wisdom onto us. And I've learned a lot. So thank you very much for 
educating me. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I, you are now part of the empowerography community. So thank you for being part of the community and I appreciate the work you're doing and I appreciate you. Thank you, Brad. That's such a wonderful, wonderful to hear your words. It's so beautiful. Thank you for honoring me to, you know, have me on your podcast. It's, uh, it's, uh, really it, nice. is, it is my pleasure and my honor. So thank you. You're very welcome. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Josephine Carmela. She is a transformational empowerment and relationship coach based in King City. Thanks so much, Josephine. Have an amazing rest of the day. You as well. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.